Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the Possibly Haunted Podcast. Unfortunately, tonight we are one man short, one woman short. Miss Carson is feeling under the weather, so she won't be joining us today, but you still get to enjoy the dulcet tones of the three of us. Because I'm here with Heather, Kat, and me, your host for tonight, Miss Morgan. We are going off a listener suggestion tonight. Our very favorite, Austin, Sir Boobington. <laughs> Awesome morning. Shout out to you, Sir Boobington. Boop, boop. Peasant Boobington. Uh, he doesn't. He didn't like peasant, so he's he's now Lord oh. Boobington. Oh Lord yeah, Boobington. he didn't like me screaming peasant at him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, peasants just don't like that. They don't, yeah, appreciate I don't, I don't get it. it. Okay, that sounds really bad. And I'm done with that bit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> job security. Thanks for the shout-out, though, uh, for a topic idea. I'm actually really excited about this one. Yes. So his suggestion to us was. Like video game creepypastas, which I knew that I had already knew about one that I had read about before. Did y'all know about kind of what you wanted to talk about before you did any research? Oh yeah, straight Absolutely up. not. <laughs> yes, yeah, so no. Okay, no, that's fine. That was good. I didn't um, because I haven't really read a lot of like normal creepypastas, so I was like, oh, what, what, what? I had difficult times when we did our creepypasta episode finding like a good chunk, so I had to do a lot of little ones. I was like, oh great, I have to do a lot of little ones. And when I looked for it, I was like, oh, first of all, it's a game that I actually recognize, and I'll explain that later. And then, like, I was like, this is like, ooh, I'm going to have to talk really fast. You're going to have to slow me down when you listen, because there's no way. So, I was excited. As Kat knows, I uh, deep-dived the internet, so. Yeah. Yeah. I came across this one. I listened to creepypastas um, at work uh, on my computer in the background while I do work, so I was like, ooh, I know exactly. You listen to them. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, they're people that. who read them on YouTubes. That's oh. kind of cool. You might want to send us that link so we can share it with our peoples. Oh, of course. Yeah, I'll send you one of my favorite people that has, like, a decent voice. Um, nice. Because sometimes you'll listen to them and it's, like, my voice reading Creepypasta and it's like, once upon a time. And it just doesn't <laughs> work for the atmosphere. You know, I think I might like that, though. That'd be awesome. <laughs> okay, so, like, this one time. <laughs> So that is our topic for tonight, but let's go ahead and let's do a little bit of the covering corner, and if anyone is curious about what we like to read, I picked what book you are currently reading, and I did say that audiobooks counted. Which is good, because I'm an audiobook addict. You want to go first, Kat? Sure. Um, Well, okay. So mine's a reread slash re-listen. I have an Audible subscription, not sponsored. Um, <laughs> I wish we were. Yeah, I wish we were. But um, so I'm re-listening to a book that I read forever ago, uh, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, which is a true crime Savannah book. Um, so essentially, this very very wealthy man, um, allegedly killed this other man who worked for him, slash probably was his lover, um. You know, and and it's very much sort of a southern gothic about the town I live in now, Savannah. Um, and there's a line, because there's a movie about it. And I would say, let's just, can I tell my, like, two highlights of it? Yeah. I mean, you're okay. already going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, my first highlight is that there's a line in the movie, because it turned into a movie, Um there's a line in the movie where the guy says everyone's drunk and armed and he doesn't want to move back to New York. And I'm like, ha Yankees. Um, <laughs> and the other part of it that I absolutely love is um, there's a uh, transgendered woman who's a, who is a performer and she gets shorted her pay um, one night at the club. And so she leads her... 
she leads this parade down Congress Street, which is not too far away from where I work. And it's where I took Morgan out <laughs> drinking on New Year's. Um, I was like, I've been to Congress Street. You have. And she led her friends and co-workers, all drag queens, carrying a procession of dresses and wigs while people honked and slowed down. Because that's like where the locals go out and drink. And so that's my favorite that's... scene is imagining this like train of drag that sounds like our New Year's as I led my train of two drunk people around the scooter. <laughs> it was more like I skittered around and, <laughs> and Morgan just well, like was like, well, okay. While I might have taken liberties in uh, touching Austin. <laughs> Different Austin. <laughs> One of the other Austins. He's got such this nice tiny waist. <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> Are you keeping that in? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to Austin Griffin. Griffin. Florida I Austin. Highly, Florida Austin. Do we even think he still listens? Probably not. I mean, I it's entirely possible. I'll ask. Boy's busy. <laughs> Either way, nice compliment. He knew what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do also recommend to anyone that wants, you know, good Southern Gothic, uh, modern Southern Gothic, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. That sounds good. Also, I've been meaning to watch the movie for a long time. <laughs> it's good. It's a pretty good movie. Sorry, I'm, I'm laughing hysterically at Heather trying to eat quietly. <laughs> I'm guessing she's trying to get coconut flakes off of it? No, just a smaller piece. I'm trying to be ladylike and not shove the whole thing in my face. So I can still talk to y'all. Well, I'll go ahead and go so that you can shove right now if you'd like. Um, I am sort of in my multiple books at once phase, because I'm always in that phase, because, like, yeah, well, I read in different spots, so in the car, I'm listening to an audiobook, um, I'm at the last book of the series, it's called the Ruby Red series, and I think the last one, it's Emerald Green, Sapphire Blue. (gasps) Oh, yeah, this is a good series. (laughs) And now I feel dumb because I can't remember the last one. That I'm listening to right now. And it is a good series. I mean, it's a little juvenile. Oh, yeah. But, it, you know, it was made for teenagers. Yeah, I have but the, I love it. the set on my shelf, I think. So the first one is Ruby Red. And the last one is Emerald Green. And that's the one that I'm on. And uh, it's about these families that have, like, a time-traveling gene. Ooh. And it's so cute. I love it. And it's got this secret society around it. And it's just, it's just, it's very, it's very cool. It's very engaging. I hate the way they talk to Gwyneth, though, in the books. <laughs> I'm like, damn, you Londoners are rude. <laughs> Set in England. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I really like it. So I'm listening to that in the car. And then um, here at home, I am reading uh, Interview with the Vampire. Because it was one of those, I love the movie. And I like Queen of the Damned. And then I was like, you know what? I've had this book series. I've got like the first four. And I've had them forever. I've actually never read them. So I was like, I should I should read it. And I'm already, there's already a ton of differences just in like the first chapter. Oh, wow. So it's pretty, pretty fun, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then on Sundays only, when I'm going to meet my grandparents for lunch, I drive out past the loop closer to wherever they choose to eat and I sit in the parking lot and read while I wait for them to call me (laughs) and so these last two weeks I've been reading the Irish demonology and witchcraft I like it it's around here somewhere that sounds really fucking awesome yeah call dibs next witchcraft and demonology my bad I got them backwards but yeah that's just a little light reading that's awesome (laughs) um well I'm still currently taking classes for my PhD, so, like, my whole life is reading, but those I'm not, books count. I was like, I'm not, I'm not count those, because they're all, like, research-based, or, like, you know, all that cool stuff, which are, it was just super fun and nerdy and awesome, but for this one, um, I'm actually, I rarely read books for fun during the semester, just because I get overloaded in my brain. Totally. Um, but Morgan, I don't know if it was for Christmas or for my birthday, but she got me the Green Witch book. Oh, it was your birthday. Mm, it was my birthday. Yeah. They're so close together, you like you just don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anyways, so 
I'm experimenting with, like, different spiritual stuff, and, um, she got me that book, and I actually have, like, a whole, I was just telling Morgan about it, like, a whole self-care practice thing, where I call it self-care Sundays, which is really cheesy and hipster, but I'm doing it, <laughs> um, but I actually, it has helped me get through a lot of, like, the stress of semester, and so, like, I do a hair mask, I take a bath, um, I do a face mask, all this great stuff. So now, during my ba- my bath, so it's not, like, completely... It's, it's hard for me to relax. This book allows me to actually, like, soak in the bath and actually relax. So I'm going to start trying to read books then. And it's really cool because if you're new to spiritual, if you are if you like to be more nature-based, all that cool stuff, this is a really good beginner book because it explains all the different steps and just, like, general philosophies and concepts. And then it, later on it tells you about, like, rituals and recipes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Wikipedia is also a really good um, starter book as well if someone's looking for another one. Oh, I was like, Wikipedia? What are you talking about? Yeah, actually, I read Cats when she was here. It was a good book, too. I like this one because it's more Mm nature-based, which is what I tend to be. Like, I don't really have a god or deity that I, like, am attached to. I'm like, uh, you know, sun, moon, leaves and stuff. (laughs) Um, So it's been really nice. I, like, read a chapter every like Sunday. Um, I haven't done it in a while, so I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, so meanwhile, next time my super, Nope. I was going to say next time, uh, Heather comes down, I'm going to have to show her. There's a store that, um, my coworkers lovingly call the witch store. Um, that's really cool. And it has a lot of supplies and stuff like that. So I'll have to show you. Tell them they have to call it the woo woo store. (laughs) They call it the witchcraft and stuff store, (laughs) you know, sometimes. Yeah, well, woo woo's easier. Mm-hmm. Anyways, what were you saying? Just to say, meanwhile, my version of self-care is to draw a bath that's so hot, I literally leave it feeling, like, heat faint. And honestly, <laughs> I wish... I live in a really, really, really old house. That's not actually that bad. It's, like, 1938. It's old to me. Either way... It's old. The water heater is small. It sucks. So, like, I have to turn on, like, a space heater for, like, five hours before I turn my, t- turn my bath on just so I can feel, like, lava... Because I want the lava bath. I want my skin to fall off and a new one to appear as I sleep. Cat's got a really deep bathtub. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and I've turned up my water heater so it goes really hot. I'm so glad you didn't do that while I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I want to scald my skin off because dragon feels no fire. <laughs> it feels so good to burn your skin off in, in a sense of water, hot water. Not actually, don't, don't, this is a piece of, don't, don't burn mm-hmm. yourself. So, moving on. Yes. <laughs> Who wants to go first? I mean, I can. Okay, so, uh, the spooky time story that I chose was the Lavender Town Syndrome. So, it's a Pokemon uh, game-based uh, creepypasta. Um, so, I'm going to tell a little bit about it. I'll read a little section of it. You know, that sort of thing. So, the Lavender Town Syndrome, also known as the Lavender Town Conspiracy, the Lavender Town Tone, and the Lavender Town Suicides is a series of creepypasta stories and videos uh, that involve, before we get into it, uh, uh, it's going to have mass child suicides. So, if that bothers you, (laughs) skip, skip, skip. Um, (laughs) These suicides were uh, supposedly based on the creepypasta, um, was caused by listening to the first version of the Lavender Town theme um, in the Japanese edition of the very OG Pokemon Red and Green games. So when uh, Pokemon Red and Green came out, they introduced this lavender-colored town that was a graveyard for deceased monsters and is known for ghost sightings. So ghost Pokemon. Woo-woo-woo! Um... The first edition of these games were released in Japan in February 1996, which means I was five, Um, super young. By the time the games uh, were released in the United States, the original music had been changed. Um, So the ambience of the town uh, made the music generally creepy and um, they had discussed, the, there's a bunch of message boards discussing it in 2008 and 2009. And then someone made a remix in 2010 that intensified this. Why? Um, <laughs> because why not? 
The first version of Creepypasta was uploaded in February of 2010, so four years after the release of the original. And it stated, it basically, the summary is, um, after our first few days of Pokemon Red and Green in Japan, there were over 100 suicides among children ages 10 to 15. Wow. During the investigation, um, the detective concluded that the music uh, had a secret code included in 104 original car- cartridges that were driving children to um, kill themselves. So I'm going to read a little bit of the creepypasta. Because it's, it's, I would say it's pretty well written, and it's very rare that you've... Oh no, hold yeah, on. It is very rare my, that you find a well-written creepypasta. They're normally riddled with typos and grammatical errors, and you kind of just roll with it. Yeah, seriously. Stay tuned. Yeah, so this one, I I was reading it, and I was like, oh, hello. Um, so, hold on a second, I'm trying to scroll down a little. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> During the first few days of the release of Pokemon Red and Green in Japan, back in February 27th, 1996, a peak of deaths appeared in the age group of 10 to 15. The children were usually found dead through suicide, usually by hanging or jumping off heights. Um, however, some were odd. A few cases recorded children who had been uh, had began sewing off their limbs, others sticking their faces inside an oven, and choked themselves with their own fists, shoving them down down um shoving their own arms down their throat a few children who were saved before killing themselves showed sporadic behavior when asked why they were going to hurt themselves they only answered in chaotic screams and scratched at their own eyes when showed what seemed to be a connection to this attitude the game boy they had no response but come but when combined with either pokemon red or green the screams would continue and they would do the best to leave the room they were located in this was confronted by, confirmed by the authorities' a suspicion that the game somehow had a connection to these children and their deaths. It was a strange case because many children who had the same games did not show this behavior, but only a few. The police had no choice but to pursue this, since they had no other leads. Collecting all the cartridges that the children had purchased, they kept them sealed away as strong evidence to look over later. They decided the best thing to do was to talk to the program's programmers themselves the first person they met was the director of the original games when they told about the deaths around the games he seemed slightly uneasy but admitted nothing he led them to main programmers and so they go on this investigation you know and it's it's really well written i highly recommend if you can find it to read the entire thing it's kind of long but they like it's very uh, sort of detective movie-ish. They go to this guy's apartment and they, they find this these notes and, you know, everyone's crazy and it's really good. Nice. <laughs> so uh, the version was mentioned on 4chan's Paranormal bo- uh, Board in March, so less than a month later. Uh, there was a shorter modified version that was posted a while back. Um so it's discussed widely across the internet in 2010 um, on multiple game forums, including the Mario Kart Wii forums and GameSpot, um, and it shows up in many creepypasta indexes, um, and it also made a huge uh, appearance on Tumblr. So there's a couple significant elements um, with this sort of evolution of the creepypasta. Uh, there are things called the White Hand Sprite, the Buried Alive Sprite, and Sprite, and the Ghost Animation. Um, so versions of the Creepy Pasta go uh, into detail about the supposed occurrences. Um, personal favorite is the White Hand Sprite. So it's uh, scripted to appear as a Pokemon on the third floor above Lavender Tower. It um, uh, has four separate animations. So it's basically, you know, they talk about them like it's something that you could just play and find um, in the programming. And so there's four animations, there's an introduction, um, so there's like a cry, and it has two attacks. Uh, the attacks are fist or brutal. Um, you know, the brutal animation is missing several frames, and the hand seems to open up and cuts out. Um, then it reappears. You know, and they have artist renditions of everything, and it's really it's in depth, um, and really like difficult <laughs> to get through sometimes because yeah. you know it's children, um, 
But I highly recommend, if you ever just want to, like, go into a rabbit hole (laughs) of, you know, Pokemon references, to look up the Lavender Town Syndrome Creepypasta. Pretty good. I I think I'd like to read that whole thing. I highly recommend it. (laughs) Sounds pretty good. Do you you want to go middle or last? Doesn't matter to me. Are you sure it doesn't matter? Yeah, it doesn't actually matter. Okay. I just feel like sometimes you're like, I always go last. No, I usually go first because I'm too, like, pumped. Oh. So. All right. Well, then I will go next. Yeah, let's change, change it up. Um, so mine is called Ben Drowned. Ooh. And dun, dun, dun. I gave it a subtitle, The Haunted Majora's Mask Cartridge. So I don't know if anyone, I'm sure Cat has. I know you were probably interrupted in your playthrough of In Order Games. Did you ever play Majora's Mask? No. Do you know I, anything I, I, about it? Yeah, I've seen uh, Let's Plays. I just never played it myself. Okay, no, that's fine. So you understand, like, the three-day concept. Yeah. So for our listeners, if anybody out there who hasn't played Majora's Mask, it's a good game, but it's based off of you have, like, three days in-game to beat it, and there's things you do to, like, restart the time. But yeah, so. I apologize now, because this is just going to be a lot um, so this person went and got an old Nintendo 64 from a friend and went looking for different games for it. Ended up at garage sales and was drawn to this one out with, like, no cars in front of it with one kind of creepy guy sitting in front of the table. And he has some Because that's how you have to go. <laughs> yes. Um, he asked him if he had any video games and he was like, you know, oh yeah, I do, I'll be right back. And he said that there was sort of, like, weird ink blotty stuff on the table, and one of them looked like the Majora's Mask, with, like, that heart shape with the thorns sticking out of it. Don't know how relevant that really is, but it isn't there. So he came back with this cartridge, and it had Majora written on it in, like, black Sharpie. When he asked the guy how much, he just sort of smiled. He said, it was free. It used to belong to a kid who was about your age that didn't live there, live here anymore. And he thought, oh, that's a weird way to say it. When he was leaving, he heard the old man say goodbye then. At least he thought that's what he said. Wasn't entirely sure. When he got home and booted up the game, there was a title on it that said, Ben. So now, obviously, the person thought he said goodbye, Ben. I see the person. Uh, I didn't see any gender pronouns so because it's you know written in first person okay so the bin save file was almost completed through the game and this person felt bad because you know the kid got so close to finishing but for some reason or another was never able to i think he got the impression that the kid was dead so he made they made a new save file named link pretty traditional and the game ran really smoothly almost like a retail copy except for a few odd textures that weren't what they were supposed to be, and random flashes of cutscenes at odd intervals. But the most unnerving thing to happen was that, at times, the NPCs would call them Link, and other times, they would call this person Ben. Uh, they just figured it was like a bug, and after being creeped out, they decided to go back to the main menu and delete the Ben file. Yet, after this, the NPCs wouldn't call them anything. And where their name should be in the dialogue, there's just a blank space. Ooh. Ooh. So the next day, they decided to beat the Snowhead Temple with the fourth day glitch. Right as the clock is about to hit 0000, on the final day, you talk to the astronomer and look through the telescope. If you time the countdown right, it disappears, and you essentially have another day to finish whatever you were doing. This person decided to do the glitch to try and finish uh, Snowhead Temple on that last day, and they happened to get it right on the first try, and the timer at the bottom disappeared. However, when they pressed B to exit the telescope, instead of being greeted by the astronomer, they found themselves in the Majora boss fight room at the end of the game the trippy boxed-in area, staring at Skull Kid hovering above them, with the moon also up there. There was no sound, just him floating in the air, and the background music, which was regular for the area, was still creepy. And now I'm going to give you sort of their first person, a little bit of a read-through. 
Immediately, my palms began to sweat. This was definitely not normal. Skull Kid never appeared here. That's not true, but not in that part of the game. Um, I tried moving around the area, and no matter where I went, Skull Kid would always be facing me, looking at me, not saying anything. Nothing would happen, though, and this kept up for around 60 seconds. I thought the game had bugged or something, but I was beginning to doubt that very much. I was about to reach for the reset button when text appeared on my screen. You're not sure why, but you apparently had a reservation. I instantly recognized that text. You get that message when you get the room key from Andrew at the Stockpot Inn. But why was it playing here? I refused to entertain the notion that it was almost as if the game was trying to communicate with me. I started to navigate the room again, testing to see if that was some sort of a trigger that enabled me to interact with something here. Then I realized how stupid I was to even think that someone could reprogram the game like that. This was absurd. Sure enough, 15 seconds later, another message appeared on the screen. And again, like the first one, it was already pre-existing phrase, go to the lair of the temple boss, yes or no. I paused for a second, contemplating what I should press and how the game would react. When I realized that I couldn't select no, taking a deep breath, I pressed yes, and the screen faded to white with the words, dawn of a new day, with the subtext, just like a series of, of straight lines beneath it. Where I was ported to filled me with the most intense sense of dread and impending fear I had ever experienced. And now this is where the shit really hits the fan. Yeah. I appeared in some kind of weird Twilight Zone version of Clock Town. I walked out of the clock tower, as you normally do when you start from day one, only to find that all of the inhabitants were gone. Usually the fourth day glitch, you can still find the guards and the dog that runs around outside the tower. This time, they were gone. What replaced them was the ominous feeling that there was something out there in the same area as me, and that it was watching me. I had four hearts to my name and the hero's bow, but at this point I wasn't even considered for my avatar. Concerned. I'm going to go ahead and say that's supposed to be concerned for my avatar. I felt that I personally was in some kind of danger. Perhaps the most chilling thing was the music. It was the song of healing, ripped straight from the game itself, but played in reverse. The music would get louder, building up so as if you should expect something to pop out at you, but nothing ever did. And the constant loop began to wear on my mental state. Every now and then I would hear the faint laugh of the happy mask salesman in the background, just quiet enough so I wasn't sure if I was actually hearing it, but loud enough to keep me determined to find him. I looked in all four zones of Clocktown only to find nothing. No one. Textures were missing. West Clocktown had me walking on air. The entire area felt broken. Hopelessly broken. As the reverse song of healing repeated for what must have been the 50th time, I just remember standing in the middle of South Clocktown, realizing that I had never felt so alone in a video game before. As I walked through the ghost town, I don't know whether it was the combination of the out-of-place textures and the atmosphere and the haunting melody of the once peaceful and soothing song being butchered and destroyed, but I was literally on the verge of tears and didn't know why. I tried leaving Clocktown, but every time I attempted to zone out, the screen would fade to black, and I would just zone into another part of Clocktown. I tried playing my ocarina. I wanted to escape, and I did not want to be here. But every time I played the Song of Time or Song of Soaring, it would only say, Your notes echo far, but nothing happens. By this point, it was obvious the game didn't want me to leave, but I had no idea why it was keeping me here. I didn't want to go inside the buildings. It felt made me feel vulnerable, like whatever I was terrified of would be there. So I decided that if I drowned myself at the laundry pool, I could spawn somewhere else and leave this place. This is the good part. As I zoned in and ran towards the pool, that's when it happened. Link grabbed his head, and the screen flashed for a brief moment of the ha- onto the uh, happy mask salesman smiling at me. Not Link. Me. With Skull Kid's scream playing in the background. And when the screen returned, I was staring at the Link statue from playing the song Elegy of Emptiness. I screamed as the thing just stared at me with that haunting facial expression. I turned around and ran out and back into South Clocktown. And to my horror, the fucking statue followed me and the only way I can compare this is like the Weeping Angels from Doctor Who. No, 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 no. By this point, I was on the verge of hysterics, but not even, not ever once did the thought of turning off the console occur to me. I don't know why. I was so wrapped up in it. The terror felt so real. I tried to shake the statue, but it would literally appear behind me 
after every single time. Link started to begin to make weird animations I had never even seen him do before. He would flail his arms around or spasm randomly, and the screen would cut to the happy mask salesman again for a brief moment before I was face-to-face -face with that fucking statue again. <sighs> he ended up being cornered in the back of the swordsman's dojo. Confused and in the corner, I just stared at the statue, waiting for it to kill me. Suddenly, the screen flashed again to the happy mask salesman, and Link turned to face my screen, standing upright, mirroring the statue, looking at me along with his copy. Literally staring at me. Whatever was left of the fourth wall was completely shattered while I ran out of the dojo, terrified. Suddenly the game warped me to an underground tunnel, and the reverse song of healing queued up again as I was given a brief moment of rest before the statue started appearing behind me again. This time, aggressively. I could only take a few steps before it was summoned behind me again. As I ran aimlessly in sheer panic, suddenly a re-dead screamed, and the screen faded to black as dawn of a new day, and the series of vertical lines appeared again. The screen faded in, and I was standing on top of Clock Tower with Skull Kid, hovering over me again, silent. I looked up at the moon. I looked up, and the moon was back, looming just meters above my head, but Skull Kid just stared at me hauntingly with that fucking mask. A new song was playing. The Stone Tower Temple theme played in reverse. And some sort of desperate attempt, I started firing shots at the Skull Kid, and it actually hit him and played an animation of him reeling back. I fired a third arrow, and a text box appeared, saying, That won't do you any good. Hee hee. It was picked up off the ground, levitated upwards on my back, and then Link screamed as he burst into flames, instantly killing him. And I actually watched the video Jeez. of this, and it also had, yeah. like, the electrical lines, like, in Ocarina of Time when you got shocked by a jellyfish. I jumped when this happened. I had never seen this move used by anyone in the game, and Skull Kid himself didn't have any moves. As the death screen played, my lifeless body still burning, the Skull Kid laughed. The screen faded to black, only for him to reappear in the same place. He decided to charge him, and the same thing happened. Lifted into the air, and bursted into flames, killing him. This time, during the death scene, the faint sounds of the reverse Song of Healing could be heard. On my third and final try, I noticed there was no music playing, and it was just eerie silence. I remember the original encounter with Skull Kid, you were supposed to use the ocarina to either travel back in time or summon the giants. I attempted to play the Song of Time, but before I could hit the last note, Link's body once again horrifically exploded into flames, and he died. As the death screen neared its end, it began to chug, as if the cartridge was trying to process a lot of... something... When the screen came to, it was the same screen as the first three times, except this time Link was lying on the ground, dead in a position I had never seen in the game before, his head tilted towards the camera, with the Skull Kid floating above him. I couldn't move, I couldn't press any buttons, all I could do was just stare at Link's dead body. After around 30 seconds of this, the game simply fades out with the message, you've met with a terrible fate, haven't you, before kicking you out to the title screen. Upon getting back to the title screen and starting again, I noticed my save file was no longer there. Instead of Link, it was replaced with Your Turn. All caps. Your Turn had three hearts, zero masks, and no items. I selected Your Turn, and immediately when I did, I was returned to Clock Tower rooftop scene of my Link dead and the Skull Kid hovering over, with the Skull Kid laughing, looping again and again. I quickly hit reset and booted it up again, and there was one more save file added below your turn, entitled Ben. Ben's save file is right back where it was before I deleted it, at the Stone Tower Temple, with the moon almost crashing. I turned the game off at this point. I'm not superstitious, but this is way too fucked up, even for me. I haven't played it at all today. I didn't even get any sleep last night. I kept hearing the reverse Song of Healing music in my head, and just remembering the sense of dread I felt exploring Clocktown. I drove back to the old man's house today to ask him some questions with a buddy of mine, only to find that there's a for sale sign in the front yard, and when I rang the door, no one was home. So now I'm back here writing this down. I'm terrified of this game, even more so. I'm relieved it, that I relived it. Oh, even more so now that I relived it a second time writing this all down. But I feel like there's still more than meets the eye, and that there's something calling to me to investigate this further. I think Ben is something in this equation, but I don't know what. And if I could get a hold of that old man, then I would be able to find some answers. I need another day. Sorry to take a toll on my sanity, I feel like. But next time I do this, I'm going to be recording my footage all the way through. I'm going to stay on this thread a little while longer. Do-to-do. -do. 
questions insight. He's going to play Ben's file again. I'm not going to read any more because, like I said, it's super fucking long. But it's sort of a big conspiracy, too. But if you want to keep going on, um, you can find this on the Creepypasta. And Post 2 talks about him going back into the game. And some more fucked up scenes in the game ensue. And he's got some videos linked to it as well. I think uh, what we'll do is, uh, if you follow our Facebook, we'll actually share... I know I wanted to share my link, so I can share yours. Yeah, definitely. And if Kat, you have a link, we can just, like, hey, hit these things up. Because it's, it's, like I said, it's very, very long. Um, and at some point, he starts having a conversation with, like, a bot online, Cleverbot. And it's, it's <laughs> yeah. But it's really weird. Wow, um, Cleverbot's like a blast from the past. <laughs> yeah, I know, seriously. right? I'm sure, well, this is really old, I'm sure. But um, he thinks he's talking to Ben. On the clever bot, mm. and he starts talking about like Ben is is telling me to do this, and and Ben won't let me get on YouTube. Mm-mm. So if you want to find out the ending to Ben Drowned, then make sure you go check out our links after this podcast review because it's pretty it's pretty gnarly. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead real quick. When you originally said the title, I didn't see the words. So I thought it was B-E-E-N, drowned, like you've been drowned. <laughs> you've been drowned. And not the name, so that makes it, yeah, context, man. Yeah. The little video I watched was just super creepy because it was when he was in the laundry room and you hear the skull kid and you're like, oh, that's not normal there. Okay, that's a little weird. But then you hear the re-dead scream and it's, oh, first of all, the re-dead screaming are, are always terrifying, but yeah, it's not cool. Yeah, that seems really intense. Actually, it is cool, but... <laughs> I'm actually kind of looking forward to reading it myself. Valid. And actually seeing some videos. Does that mean it's my turn? Yes, it is. I'm sorry, that took longer than I intended. Uh, that was just a little taste of what I normally end up doing, so it's great that I'm not the only one right now <laughs> doing it. Um, I left you, like, 34 minutes. <laughs> I'll probably need more, but I'll, I'll work around it. So anyways, um, so I did a general search, and I found something... Almost immediately, because it popped out. It's, it's from... It's about the game um, Fatal Frame 2, Crimson oh, Butterfly. That's one of my favorite games. I know. So, okay, here's the thing, listeners. If we haven't mentioned this before, I don't know at this point. Um, I did not grow up with any kind of game systems. Um, my brother had one, but he got weird about me, like, playing with him. And, like, we had the Star Wars Battlefront game, and I could only play as Yoda, which I was a beast at. But anyway, so I didn't really have that for a long time. It wasn't until my undergrad that I finally started playing Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. I don't know if I was going to say Mortal Kombat 2, but that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Anyways, and so um, when I got to Lubbock for grad school, I actually played Skyward Sword, Zelda. It was the very first one. I know it's out of order. I don't care. Even though it's the origin story, so like, you know, whatever, cool. Um, and that was the only game I've actually played all the way through and defeated all by myself. I haven't even finished Skyward Sword. I, during, because I'm very much a perfectionist, so I've got to finish it. I'm not, there's none of this, like, dying and redoing shit so I had like all my fucking potions I got like really intense and like rage like I was like there was a person with me at the time he needed time to process what he just saw <laughs> so I don't really like playing games in front of people I, I get pretty intense but I won first try so suck it nice I've definitely Boss. scared Anyways. some people with my intensity over uh Mario Party like it was a new set of <laughs> it was kind of a semi new set of friends and I screamed in the face of one of them, and afterwards he was like, are we, like, okay? And I was like, yeah, yeah, no, fine. But <laughs> when I play, yeah, no, when I play with other people, I don't play to win, because I am a competitive bitch. So, I, let's just have fun, and if I lose, oh well, like, blah, blah, blah. But I'm by myself, the whole point is to win, so, like, it gets a little crazy. My Leo comes out, and I'm like, if you would just do what I say, we can win this. I've literally been there. <laughs> When she's done that. She doesn't say it that intensely, but that's really the energy you're getting I'm, I'm the and very Scorpio, you cheated! I know you did! You know? Scully. Scully does not like that voice. No. Um, and I'm just over here... I'll be like, okay, you know what? Let's have a plan and let's go about it. I don't care who makes a plan, but let's just follow it. If we make a plan, stick to it. Don't go, don't go rogue. Anyways... <laughs> So I don't play games with a lot of people, uh, <laughs> for competitive purposes, but I'll, I'll play for fun. Anyway, so I really like watching, shout out, we've probably done like 300 shout outs for this guy, but Markiplier, um, I love watching him play games, uh, he's usually really good at it, but also he's good at, like, talking about what's either happening or what's happening in his life, I love his reactions, 
Um, I haven't watched him in a while, but he did do a, a Let's Play of Fatal Frame 2, and I actually, that's one of my favorite uh, game series that he did. Mm-hmm. It was just really, really, like, creepy, and I was like, what's gonna happen? He also is, like, really funny, and there's a really funny part that happens that I'll talk about <laughs> at some other point. Anyways, so I'm just gonna read straight up, but before I do that, I want to point out, um, if you haven't, or if you can't tell from other episodes, I'm very much against any kind of censorship, and I... When I find links uh, to things that I want to talk about that I want to bring up later during the episode, I usually send it to myself, like, my own Facebook Messenger. I just It's just my go-to is what I do. Facebook would not let me send this to myself. What? It says because of the des- the where it was coming from, mm-hmm. uh, from Creepypasta, Wika, Wika, yeah, whatever the, Wikia.com, whatever, um, it was actually, oh, crap, did I already delete the picture? Either way. It was against their, like, user's agreement or whatever, and if, if I, if, if they were mistaken, like, report it, which I definitely did, I was like, this is not inappropriate, and nor, nor would I ever send it to someone, it would bother. But it's just freaking creepypasta, like, it's not a big deal. I know some are intense. I get it. Either way, it wouldn't let me do it, and I tried sending it to Austin, it didn't let me do it, I couldn't post it, it wouldn't let me do anything with this website, so I had to email it to myself, which isn't a big deal, this is, like, first world problems here, but I'm mad that Facebook actually tried to censor me. Like, fuck you, Facebook. And I know you're listening. I know you're listening. Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. I don't care who, I don't know what agent, but Facebook, fuck you. Uh, anyways, let's get on to the, mm-hmm. the story. I'm just going to read it straight as is. So if you, if I say my or I, I'm, ta- I'm actually uh, referring to the author named Sam. Let us have our dramatic reading. Oh, I'm not. I can't. You're just going to get a reading. <laughs> anyways, okay. I'm always waiting for that strange paranormal thing to happen to me because I didn't believe in that kind of stuff. It sounded so far-fetched and I wanted to believe. My friends and I are horror fanatics and even after the things that happened to us uh, eight years ago. So uh, we were 14, loved watching scary movies and playing scary video games. One of my friends, Angela, had a favorite game called Fatal Frame. Am I saying that right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um... She had to, she had played it uh, some time ago, but it was a rented copy, so she couldn't show it to us. However, we went over to Blockbuster, remember those? Uh, yeah. That's how I played game. Fatal Frame, by getting it from the Blockbuster. <laughs> um, Live too far away from Blockbuster. We had take one video. Real action. Yeah. Um, so they didn't have it, but they did have Fatal Frame 2, Crimson Butterfly. Mm. Angela and I were immediately attracted to its beautiful cover, creepy and dark, two identical girls with long black hair and a red rope tied to their kimonos, linking them together. There were candles and red butterflies in the background, and the image was bordered with what looked like red paint strokes. We rented it, and we were very excited to play. I was staying with Angela because my parents went on vacation to France for four weeks, because, you know, that's typical yeah. parent stuff. When you have a blockbuster in your town, anything's poppy- possible. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure this is an old, old post. We invited our friend Sarah over to spend the night. Sarah was also excited to see the game, even though she was not as, quote-unquote, brave as us. For lack of a better word, it was pretty late at night, for it was the summer, and we didn't care about sleeping late in the mornings. As I popped the disc in to her PlayStation 2, <laughs> Angela read the back of the case and laughed. What, I asked, as she showed me the back of the case. It says, warning, do not play this game alone. And actually, I'll totally put a picture of, because he he included the picture. Sarah and I laughed. I'm going to enjoy this, I said excitedly. Sarah and I were Angela's audience, for she was the best in horror games. I think that would have to be you, Morgan? Maybe. Yeah. We've had our own scary movie days. Best is a... Relative term. Better than me. I ain't playing scary. I'll watch. I will not play. I don't learn controls very quickly. That's my problem. Yeah, that is her problem. (laughs) (laughs) I thoroughly enjoy watching people play video games, even as much as I enjoy playing them myself. Sarah was sitting on Angela's bed, and Angela and I were sitting on the floor right in front of the TV. I know, I know. Back of your eyes. Yada, yada. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that caught me off. Okay. We played through the night. At some point, we got so lost, we had to look at a walkthrough. We didn't like doing that, but sometimes you just gotta... I, I'm sorry. I love walkthroughs. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, we reached the ghost called Kusabi, who seemed to be summoned by... Say uh, Sai? S-A-E. Okay. It's fine. Sa- Which one? Uh, the second one sounded better. 
Sai. Yeah. I've never played this game. I don't. I don't. Rec- I don't remember that name. Um, one of the ghost twins who look just like Mio and uh, Mayu. Mm-hmm. Uh, we learned the hard way that we couldn't defeat Kasabi at all. We wouldn't take damage, and guess what? He killed us in one hit. So we had to start again from the last save point, which we found was in front of the door that led into Kasabi's room. Now, I'll need to tell you that Angela's PS2 has seen a lot of action, meaning it was getting old and frequently caused discs to either freeze or load very slowly. Or make very that noise. I, <laughs> I appreciate the context. So upon entering the Kusabi room, the game froze on a completely black loading screen. We waited for a few minutes and finally realized we were going to be waiting for a long time. So far, at least a half an hour, Angela, Sarah, and I were talking about stupid crap like all teenagers, teenagers do when Angela wanted to get up and get a snack. I love her to death, but the truth was, she wasn't exactly skinny. Rude! Yeah. Rude and unnecessary content. That sounds catty. Um, she was... Oh, God, I'm not, you know, I'm not even gonna read that. Fuck that. <laughs> Hold on, we're, we're gonna skip. Is there, like, a paragraph, like, shaming this girl? Yeah, it's kind of describing, like, how heavy she is. So, like, um... Jesus. I'm sorry, I'm, when I was skimming this, I didn't see that, so, uh, Sam, you can fuck off. Um... Clearly not important to the plot. <laughs> no, it's not, so I'm... Okay, so she was trying to get up so she could go get a snack. Um, she tried to, like, do a weird, like, pretzel thing to get up, and it didn't work. So she sat back down on the floor, about to try again. She, you just gotta build the momentum up. That's all it is. Yeah, couches um, sometimes eat people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so when she stared at the TV, horrified. What's wrong? I asked her. I just saw a face on the TV. She said quietly. I said it loudly. When Angela is scared, she rarely actually screams. I do, however, and so does Sarah. Anyway, we looked at the TV and saw nothing but black screen. Like, oh, you must be smoking something. I joked. None of us did drugs, of course. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. But we would say things like that for a laugh. Just watch. Maybe it'll happen again. So they moved to the end of the bed where they were all sitting, and, and she held on to them. As they started, as they stared, a frighteningly white ghostly face faded into view on the screen. It was a woman with a sunken-in face, dark eyes, and lifeless. Her hair was black, stringy, and sticking out at all at odd angles. There was no blood on her face, but her face alone was disturbing enough without it. The three of us screamed, including Angela, who doesn't scream. We flashed out of the room, shutting the door behind us. Sitting in the living room couch, we were completely silent, petrified. None, none of us had actually seen a real ghost, but that was an actual ghost, or was it part of the game? I ran uh, this by the girls. It's a ghost game, I whispered. Maybe the game unfroze, but it was left alone long enough that for some sort of screensaver to show. Logical thinking, maybe. Games don't do that. Video games don't usually have screensavers, <laughs> said Sarah, trembling. That was Guess something. Who's oh, Sarah? God, what was that? That was something. <laughs> Calm down, maybe Sam is right, said Angela. Let's let's go check on the game. I'm not going back in there, Sarah. Sam, smart Sarah, smart. Smart Sarah. Fine, said Angela, sounding annoyed. I'll go. That's Cat. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. She went, <laughs> she went back down to the short hall and into her room. After a few seconds, she called out, It's okay, the game unfroze. Sarah and I slowly entered the room, looking at the screen. Mio and Mayu were standing next to the red lantern, which was a save point. I exhaled softly. I would... Mm. Let's play something else, I suggested, and the others agreed. We took out... Okay, it's important. Angela took out the Fatal Frame 2 disc... And replaced it with Sims 2. Happy, you can kill yourself and Oh, Sims. That was a bad joke. That was bad. Sorry. Inappropriate. We played for quite some time, trying to see whose character would last longer without a shower. Oh. (laughs) While Sarah watched from the bed again. Then one of my goals was to change clothes, so I went to the dresser. It loaded slowly, but eventually got there. I put my alien girl into something sexy. Okay, it's unnecessary content again. (laughs) Sam, you're getting a little weird on me. Okay, while... They waited for everything to process. It said, saving game. Please do not turn off your console or disconnect controller. Okay. This honestly took forever, and Angela started complaining about her piece of shit PlayStation when the screen suddenly started to flicker. Oh, don't tell me my TV's going out too, she exclaimed. The screen turned completely black, and the Sims 2 background began skipping like an extremely scratched CD. Then, to our horror, the same ghostly face appeared right before our eyes. I couldn't breathe. Sago. <laughs> no. No, said Sarah weakly. No, 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 no. 
She was letting out terrified squeaks as we started, unable to take her eyes off the face. Sarah, get the fuck out of there. The ghost's eyes slowly looked right at us and then began to move her lips as if she were speaking, but no sound came out. <laughs> Angela jabbed the power button, turning off the TV off, and all three of us ran into the living room again. All of us agreed to sleep out there instead of the room. We couldn't just handle being in there. It was so unbelievable we had trouble sleeping. Finally, somehow we managed it. I'm, I'm skimming through so we can get mm -hmm. out of the context. Like, subtitles. That's what I should have pressed instead of the power button. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, that would be Cass. Let's, just, let's see what she's trying to say. I'm like, oh, fuck you. I already got sage and salt. We're out of here. <laughs> she's trying to say, you have seven days to live. Seriously. Okay. So, um, Angela's mother complained about the noise that, that night and wondered why they were sleeping in the living room. Angela was about to tell her what happened when we suddenly noticed Sarah was gone. Maybe she went home in the middle of the night, I suggested. Let's go check, said Angela. We got properly dressed, left the house, and made our way down the road. Sarah didn't live too far. We knocked on the door and her mom answered, Is Sarah here? I asked her. She's like, No, I thought she was spending the night at your house, said her mother. Angela and I exchanged worried looks and hurried back to her house. We searched every room, including Angela's, but Sarah was nowhere to be found. The police were called and they conducted a search. Angela and I spent a few days trying to get a hold of our friends to check to see if they'd seen her, but no one had. Her mother was a wreck and the police assured her, her that Sarah would be fine. Should we tell them what happened? I asked. Sam, do you really think they're going to believe we saw a ghost? She said angrily. I don't know what what we should do, okay? What the hell happened? What? Why did that ghost show up? Maybe it was the game, I said softly. Oh, a haunted horror game. That's totally up our alley. <laughs> How often do you hear about those? Usually it's completely innocent games like Majora's Mask Ooh. or Sonic or the Hedgehog. Majora's mm. Mask is so not innocent. There are alien oh. abductions in that game. It's not. It's creepy. Like, I know uh, Asimone, the guy who, like, Got this all started. Got this all started. The the moon really freaked him out. He yeah, really it's like super moon. creepy. So, let's go see if the other copies at Blockbuster have the same warning on the uh, back cover. We took the game with us so we could return it. After dropping off for the turn slot, we went over to check the other game. Each one said, warning, do not play this game alone. Well, that's not it. Did we just get haunt haunted a copy or something? <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at that. I don't know, said Angela, but it appeared... When we when playing The Sims, so it must have transferred onto my PS2. That bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's that's great. Um, what do we do? I said timidly. We could go around the internet to see if anyone has seen her too. So after they returned to the house, we immediately hopped into the computer. If you and they were searching for the Fatal Frame forum to see if anyone else had a haunted copy. No one knew what they were talking about. They decided to create an account for one of the forums to post a new thread. They explained what happened. And, um, Angela's like, okay, how, you know, how's, how did, how does this sound? Because she's writing a whole thing. Um, sounds good, but, and she fixed, Sam, unnecessary content. He fixed all the spelling and grammar issues. <laughs> um, it wasn't until a week later that they finally got a response. Sarah was still missing, and she was put on Amber Alert. We checked the form again, and I saw a response called, from someone called, Anonymous, but every O in that word is capitalized. Oh, wow. Just gotta give you Anonymous! Okay. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, so basically what the response was saying, I rented a copy a long time ago, a ghost woman appeared. Um, they're saying that she deleted all the Fatal Frame 2 data. Um, she got a new memory card. She she transferred everything. She got so many new things, and the the women the woman the ghost girl ghost woman kept appearing. So she actually smashed her memory cards and her game system with a hammer. Well, um, I'm trying to see. So you have to. She's the the person saying you have to destroy the memory card. The ghost is like a virus or something. I don't know why she's in that disc, and I don't care just as long as I never see her again. I'm never renting another game. I'll just buy if I want to play it so bad. So, listeners, buy your games. <laughs> I can't. I wouldn't I would, I wouldn't be able to do that. My PlayStation was the first thing I bought when I got my new job. So so they do that. They they, they do the whole smashing the... They didn't smash the PS2, just the memory cards, because that was the main thing they were worried about. Not their friend. And... <laughs> Right, but then the ghost, the ghost woman faded on the screen, causing it to flicker with seconds. Like, what do you want? I asked the face, scared to the point I started crying. The ghost moved her lips again, but we heard nothing. We even tried turning up the volume, but it didn't make a difference. Why are you here? said Angela. 
but much more brave than I was. Okay, that's <laughs> good. The woman continued to mouth, but nothing. Let's just forget it, and I started to feel a little hysterical. Let's destroy the damn card. She turned off the, the console, ripped out the memory card. They went to the tool shed in the backyard and found a hammer. Angela set it on the concrete back porch, raised a hammer, and hit the card viciously. Once, two, three times. A piercing scream came from the cartridge as it was broken. That's a little... I think, I think that's what we'll have to do. What's that, I guess, seeing a piece of memory card that appeared to have scratches on it. It was a... It was the circuit that allowed the memory card to hold data. We found all the pieces and fit them together like a puzzle. It was... Oh, God, it was the sound of what we found. Anonymous, with all the O's capitalized, was the word scratched into the surface of the circuit. Was the ghost the one who replied to the threat we made? Why would she tell us how to destroy her? Sam, look, Angelus. I'm getting, like, chills and reading this. <laughs> Sorry. It's not even that cold in here. She was pointing out that the S written on it in very tiny letters was the same, was the name Sarah scratched into it. She took Sarah, I whispered. Why, San Angela? And it was the ghost who re- responded to us, or was it Sarah? Oh, I should also point out, I just realized, I just, after reading again, all the O's are capitalized, and anonymous, that last S, is capitalized. Okay. We went back inside, and we got back into the computer, reviewing our post. Anonymous reply was no longer there, and the entire thread had been locked. We searched Google for the, searched Google for the mysterious username, but got absolutely nothing. They never found out what happened with the ghost, who Anonymous was, or where Sarah went. And they still, every now and then they still check on it and they can't find anything. I'm just skimming through here for y'all. I'll, I'll send y'all the links so you can read the whole thing. But I'm just trying to see if they ever find Sarah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's sufficiently creepy. Oh, and, like, the whole last half, Sam's just, like, ragging on Angela because she had a tough life and she started doing things that probably weren't good, but, like... Was Angela the fat one? No. No, so. uh, Sarah was the fat one. Either way, Angela had like, could not deal with what happened with the game, and so she had to... She dealt with it. You'll, you'll read it, but that's... Un- Angela was the brave one. Either way, unnecessary content, Sam. We really gotta work. Like, you got some really good dramatic stuff happening, but, like, everything else is just a waste of time. And all he does is the end is, because Sarah was never found, uh, he's just warning you to rent, he's warning you not to rent games because of that. This guy caused the end of Blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, this is why Blockbuster went out of business. They have movies. So, I really like, I really like this other than Sam's unnecessary content. Um, but now, as we get to the end, I'm like, was this just, like, a random account trying to get people to, like, buy games instead of rent games? <laughs> Oh, that's cool. <laughs> uh, it was GameStop. Anyways, that's pretty much the gist of it. I never liked to rent video games because I felt like there was too much pressure to finish it in time. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to spend my money. <laughs> that, and I didn't, like, not everyone takes really good care of discs, especially when it's not their own, so I don't want to put something gross and, like, even, like, renting movies and stuff. Like, it's like, I want to clean. Like, actually, yeah. I do miss going to Blockbuster, though. And looking through all the movies, mm-hmm. because I felt like I found stuff that I didn't know I would want to watch. And, oh, yeah. like, Amazon is nice, but they also recommend things to me that they know, that they think I'll like. And so I, I don't feel like I get the same sort of branching out that I used to, you know? No, I actually really liked, um, it was like a Friday thing that me and my mom would do. we go to Take One Video, which is basically a movie rental place. We'd get a movie, and I get to choose, like, a snack, and it's usually, like, cotton candy or something, like, random. Oh, I loved, we would go to Blockbuster, and then I would go to Pizza Hut and get my personal pan pizza that I earned from reading, and (laughs) we would have a movie and pizza night. It was so good. See, when we went to town, we got to go to Blockbuster, but if we wanted to do something and we didn't want to drive to Abilene, my mom and I, we would go to Real Action Video, and then we'd go to Pizza House and pick up a pizza. Oh, wow. Wow. She had pretty good pizza. <laughs> oh, there used to be this hot Clyde boy that worked at Real Action. <laughs> oh, he was gorgeous. Clyde is such a Texas name. I love well, it. Yes, Clyde in Texas. Yes, business. Clyde sucks. <laughs> so, if you want to read some more on these creepypastas and get all, fill in all the details that we had to skim over, you can follow us on our very various social media accounts just find us on facebook instagram and twitter 
you know by now. Just Google Possibly Haunted Podcast. Um, if you have any topic ideas, because we love hearing about what y'all want to hear about. Yes. Totally email yeah, us. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah, tell, email us at Possibly Haunted. Is it the? No. Email us at Possibly Haunted Podcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, we want to hear from you. So, as always, listeners, you could be haunted by ghosts, by... Actually, this this was a lot of ghosts. No no demons. My ghosts. No, no <laughs> demons in this one. And really, you could be driven mad by horrible Lavender Town tunes and Song of Healing backwards. Or you could be trademark haunted by Sadako slash the Fatal Frame Girl. But just remember... When you go pick up that new video game, if, if you rent one from Gamefly now, that's what there is. It's Gamefly that rents games. Can you rent games from GameStop, too? No. Okay. But uh, just be <laughs> careful, because that video game rental might be possibly haunted. No. No.